Hello and welcome to our podcast, How to Stay Married. It's been ages. Dot, 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 so far and a happy <clears throat> new year. Now, happy new year. It's we're been gonna ages. Get, we're December gonna get, 13th. Yeah, December 13th. Long that was the last time. time. Yeah. We're going to get straight into it today. Um, both Mark and I have a very serious confession to make to each other and in fact to the world because we want, we want, we want the pressure of making these promises. Can I just say that's not me wagging my tail? <laughs> that's Gigi. I know I look happy and I look up. Gigi! Stop it. Oh my God, that's like the loudest tail I've ever heard. We've got a dog with acne, if you can believe yeah, it. Actually diagnosed wagging her tail. with acne. Mm. So, yeah, so we have a confession to make and we thought if we made it in a public way, it may... Um, well, I think, it's, I think you've got the problem worse than me, so I think you should lead. That is not a good way to start. Right? <laughs> this is supposed to be a podcast where we try and share what we've learned from going to couples counselling. Is that a good way ever to start a conversation? I'm giving you the floor. I had, take the floor. I did a meditation today that said you need to think of your thoughts as if they're in a field. And as you have the thought, you need to watch that thought before you have the thought. I'm confused. So I'm shutting up and letting you have your thoughts. Yes, yeah, so um, I'm Nadi Sawala and I am a phone addict. Wow. I'm Mark Adderley and I'm a technological addict. I'm a technology addict. Yeah. So that's our starting point. So before Christmas... Seriously, this is about technology and relationships. Yeah, before Christmas, um, I think we'd reached the absolute pinnacle of our addiction mm. um we you know anyone with kids you know that we talk about all the time every everybody does every parent does about phones and the effect and the impact of that you know the technology on our children and it's like with anything else isn't it with parenting they'll say to you well look at your own look at your own habits mm. and and that's where i really did before i was i was in quite a state with the way that we were actually as a family, I was thinking, God, this has reached the next level. I mean, I don't think we were communicating at all, actually. No. Are I mean, we gonna... I was really fed up. I was fed up and, and, and getting stuck into my phone with my fed upness. Rather like if you're a bit sick of drinking, but you just keep drinking because you're sick of drinking or you, mm. you're overeating, so you just overeat more. And I think that we have, over the last 18 months, we have become proper addicts and mm. we proper addicts mm. and we know that we're diagnosable addicts because we listened to uh, a master class on this didn't we on the car map i think what's also crept in between us is that thing that when you're you know obviously i'm being for people who are listening for the first time i haven't drunk for 15 years for those who have listened before you must be supported um but one of the things that as a drinker, most drinkers do, and most, most people who aren't even alcoholics but are heavy drinkers do, is they've always got someone they can point at who's worse than them. And I think what was beginning to happen and has been, begun to happen between us is that we point out each other's phone use and technology using habits in a sort of aggressive way to fan it away from us, to say, well, however, but not, to not even examine how, how bad we are, but just to always say, well, actually, you're worse than me. I mean, I do it all the time. I say, oh, well, you're always on your... And especially when and I'm it's driving... because I mean, our we'll talk kids about... do that now. Yes. So that when we say anything to our kids about their phone, yeah. because they are around us, they immediately go, oh, well, you're worse yeah. or you're And we'll worse. revisit that in our Confessions of a Modern Parent. We're recording mm. some more of those. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think... I think there are so many different ways to approach technology and 
marriage slash relationships. I think technology changes and has changed relationships in, in two quite distinct ways. Uh, one, insofar as I think, you know, technology is another way of accessing the outside world and bringing all those problems that we would usually do in interfaces. So what I'm, what I'm referring to there is, you know, texting, sexting, uh, flirting, affairs, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of secrecy around phones. There's a lot of secrets and lies around technology and, and how technology intersects with that part of any relationship. And, I and think, that must be really, really awful. Yeah. If you're... If you are in a relationship where you're not sure what's going on on that phone, mm. I mean, I have no trust issues at all with you and your phone. No, and I shouldn't have I, had any with you, but I had I had jealousy issues, and so the phone. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, really honest here. You know, for me, that your phone became my addiction. So that you know, I, I came at this thinking, oh, we're going to talk about how we're overusing our phones, not listening to each other, not <clears throat> you know, using them inappropriately. That there's a distance that's crept in, there's an irascibility that creeps in. All those things that we'll talk about are true. But then I thought, well, even before we get to that quite sort of everyday place, I think the phones have become quite a loaded instrument of audiovisual challenges to people with jealousy and with ownership issues and vulnerability issues and like you say I mean if you're genuinely in a relationship and you're you know say I was genuinely a, a womanizer and you were struggling with that and you know and I had a phone that was bleeping that. yeah well, that oh, was bleeping away on the table so, you know the yeah. phone becomes such it, it's or such somebody a, goes out of the room or into the garden yeah, to and take you know they're call. texting or why are they and or you go and reach for someone's phone and they're so snappy about you going for it. And you sort of think, well, what are they hiding? I mean, when I'm snappy about it, it's because I've either been, you know, looking at something that's a bit geeky and, and embarrassing or that I've ordered a present. So it's that thing of, you know, what the phone, it's such a hot potato. It can be such a hot potato and it can be such a tool of hurt and such a tool of pain and such an inadvertent tool of control. For example, oh, if I checked your phone because I, well, I wanted to be certain, well, that, you know, plenty of you know, people that, that have to yeah. have to hand their phones over and have to yeah. give, um, you know, I mean, the girls have spoken about this about in a lot of relationships now, young people that, that it's all this thing that you have to let uh, the other person see the phone, and I think, well, that's just young people. Actually, but sometimes at work I hear people talking about that as well, and that mm. is just. I, I can see where you can get to that because if you're with a jealous person and the person is saying, let me see your phone and you say no, they're going to think there's something wrong with that. But if you asked to see my phone, believe you me, I would say no. And that's mm. for no other reason other than why should I let you but see But then my you, phone? yeah, exactly. And then, it's like, but for the nobody. Well, that, but you've just kind of taken us back to the very, the sort of the runaround and the self-fulfilling prophecy of the jealous person. Because if I was to ask you, well, okay, then if you're not worried, if there's nothing to be jealous about, let me just have a look at your phone. And you said no. I'd be like, well, why would you not want me to look at your phone? What are you hiding? <clears throat> well, this, that's well, I can answer that question because the minute I hand you over my phone mm. for you to have a look at it, mm. I don't particularly like you anymore. Yeah, and also... Because you have become a policeman in my life. Mm. And if you don't trust me, mm. then I don't like you. 
it's as simple as that. That's that's what I would that's what I would say to if anybody's listening yeah. and they've got that problem, I would say to them, say that to that person that's asking you to see your phone. Mm. I have got nothing to hide, mm. but I also do not want to be policed. Sure. It's a police state. If Can somebody's I, uh, saying I've got the right to look at your phone. A lot of people write comments as they're watching. So at this point it'd be fascinating to know. Do you, I mean some relationships I know people and I've had friends who are very open about each other looking through oh yeah I go through his phone oh yeah I pick up his phone you know like Paul and his girlfriend I mean interestingly it's more often men who go yeah 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 I'll pick up her phone and just and there's a sort of sense of pretending but you see I would think I, I can see why some pretending like, to be benign but actually it's controlling what you could fall into is you could say listen there is nothing in my phone my partner's really jealous. What difference does it make? Mm. It's going to help her or him mm. not to feel jealous. So I'm just going to let her keep looking through it. That doesn't work. Because in my experience, if you're with somebody jealous, if you give an inch, then they'll take a mile. Mm. The next thing is, well, can I look at your diary? Or well, can I phone your friend just to check that you are going for a drink with them and you're not going for a drink with somebody else? So you've got to be... Like we we are, that's how we sorted out your problem with my phone in the early days was just, there was just a boundary and it was just like, if you ever look in my phone again, that will be us done because it is such a, uh, um, it's such a, a piss in the face of our, <laughs> of our trust. I mean, it yeah. really is. That's what it feels like. It's so awful. It's no, just absolutely. So, so awful. I mean, and it's interesting if anyone is, is going through those problems and usually it is, a, I mean, it's not always because... You know, women will be can be possessive and jealous, but also, you know, but, but whatever the configuration is within a relationship, if you're the one who is feeling compelled or a compulsion to pick up a, your partner's phone and check, and that awful thing, and let, let me just walk you through the awfulness of that moment. You, I would never check because I necessarily even thought something was happening. I would check because, on a weird level, I wanted to believe something was happening behind my back so I could feel justified in the For fear the of rejection. Had, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so there was a panic and there was a fear and then a survival. Now, it was exactly, in the end for me, it was exactly the same hormonal sensation I was getting from the hit of knowing that your phone was on the table. And because phones now do that thing where... Which is, you know, horrendous. I'm nosy as well. I'm a nosy player. If you're a nosy parker... And I'm, you still know, from, go, no, oh, your phone's no, going. No, 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 it makes but me go, only, mm, yeah, from like, an I only know child. my phone's going. Yeah, no, and you're like this, no. waiting for me to pick it up. And I'm like, I don't want to pick no, it no, up. No, no, but it's because if, when my phone goes, I want to know what it is and who it I is go. straight away. I don't understand people who don't go to their phone straight away. But what I'm trying to say is, is that, that from that perspective, if you're in a relationship where this is a real problem, treat it as severely and in the same way to try and get over it as you would picking up a drink because it was the same thing for me. It was oh, exactly the same thing for me. I remember screaming at you, you might have gone to bloody rehab, mm. you might not be drinking, but it's just as bad. Just as bad. Yeah. It's just yeah, as bad because it was just all on. And yeah. that is your, you are, you know, you do have an addictive personality and you skip from <clears> one addiction to another. Yeah. Um, but I think that, I mean, to get back to, to just general phone addiction... I would go so far as to say that we have an absolute epidemic of it. It's an epidemic. Well, we have an epidemic because of it. Because rather like alcohol, there's so many people mm. addicted. It's so enmeshed into our beings now mm. that there's not even... People aren't even seeing that it's a problem. I agree, and that's my point. And in a weird way, that's why I wanted to go through what, what I'm going to describe as almost a quite literal problem 
with phone usage and relationships. That's what I was trying to home in on there with the kind of picking up a phone, people checking yeah. texts, phones. That's quite what I would call literal. I, and I would characterise that as a problem. I certainly had, what, 10, 8, seven, six years ago and have got, I've got over. And I think a lot of people have got over it. But let's not forget that the smartphone has been with us for 10 years only, the really smartphone. We've had mobile phones. But the smartphone has been with us 10 years, so it's Kika's generation. We're going to talk about this in a parenting podcast. But the, rather than it being the phone being a source of aggravating jealousy, I think now the phone has become that third member of most relationships, or third and fourth members if both partners have them. It's become the way in which I think, I worry, that phones and smartphones are replacing huge swathes and parts of everyday bits of relationships. I mean, whether it be friendships, whether it be mm. your partnerships, whether it be moments of conversation. I mean, a small example, for example, is, is, is in the car, and I'm writing this play at the moment, and I've rewritten a scene yesterday. I was working on a scene, and I rewrote it through the lens of the driver versus the partner, who's the partner's always on their phone in the car, mm. and how the driver feels utterly abandoned and on their own. So, you know, they're the rights and wrongs of all of that, because, of course, there's work and all this. But it, in writing it, it reminded me that actually, you know, yet those, there are so many moments in life where you would talk. Or even if you wouldn't talk, it was important that you were with each other and not talking. Not talking. But we are on our phones. Well, we had this big conversation after Christmas about this and said, and, you know, these were some of the things that we said to each other. I said, you know, if you think about when we first met, we didn't have these smartphones. Mm. We, we didn't. So just the really simple things like, you pull up at a shop, mm. one of you gets out to get the shopping, goes in, comes out. So you're going to sit, you're going to be thinking, you're going to be looking out the window, you might listen to the radio, you might not, mm. but you're also going to be looking at your partner as they walk into the shop Very and true. as you walk back. I don't think we do that anymore. I don't think the I've seen you walk anywhere. One of us gets up and goes off to do something, we pick up our phone. Yeah. And so that's a tiny thing. That's a really good but one, that though. That's impacts, a really good one. But that impacts on the mm. relationship. When I think about, because I've been thinking about this a lot over the mm. last few weeks, when you think about that, because you know in the vlogs how often you'll film Nanny Die walking away. Mm. You film me watching my parents walk away. I love those drive. To watch somebody walk mm. away is a very contemplative, I can never say that, moment. Yeah. And it's an assessment of things. It's a stop cue. It's a stop cue, which we'll talk about a bit more later. A bit more later. So that, look at that tiny little thing. Well, I think that that's, goes I love that. With the phone. But I love that microscopic detail you've honed in on. Mm. Because the other day I was walking from somewhere to somewhere. Oh, it was in Cornwall. I bought 85 bottles of sparkling mineral water and 65 toilet rolls to shut my bloody mother up. Mm. But I knew it was a visual gag. It was a great visual gag as I came out. And as I came out of the supermarket, I was walking towards the car with them both held aloft and everyone was on their phone. And Nanny Di was on the opposite side of the car. You were on your phone, mm. Kiki was on her phone. No one saw the gag. Mm. And so I thought to myself, oh, I'll, need, I'll, I'll access the car from the rear. So I walked around from the rear, plunged them against the window. My mum laughed, but there was nothing from you or Kiki. You didn't even see the gag, even when I'd slammed them against yeah. the wall. And I just... In that classic dad way, I chucked him in the booth. thought that was fucking funny, but there we go. But then I was left to think, I'm, I'm a big fan of that thing that the, I think the nuts and bolts of relationships and flirting and romance are those things where, you know, 
boys do something sporting and their girlfriend. I've always loved that sort of idealised idea that I'm on the sports field scoring a goal and my girlfriend's watching, even though they're bored, fucking rigid by it. In a microscopic way, you're absolutely right. There's moments like of seeing each other walk to each other. The station, yeah. I always have to knock on the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're never looking for mm. me to come from the station. Yeah. So that's 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 a detail yeah. that I think's gone in relationships. But yeah, take that and run with it. Wow. So things like also, like you say, you know, you get out of the car, blah, blah, blah. but also I think date night. Okay, let's stay really simple. Well, let's stay with let's the stay car. really simple. What about a long? There's been. And and I think it's really important. Neither blames says, "Oh, will you do that?" Let's just accept that we're all bloody doing it. Mm. And another one is walking the dogs. Mm. Why do we need our phones when we walk the okay. dogs? Okay. Okay. Well, there are practical reasons. But the in house case could, the kids need. In us. case the kids need no. us. But also, I do a lot of work on my phone that I have to stay across because it's news-based and it's news-related. And so I don't want to go into the details of it, but, you know, it's financial work and all that kind of stuff. So if I'm not plugged in and I'm not responsive, it's not that I'm necessarily going to my phone to stay on it. Now, the problem with these wonderful pieces of kit is that you can go in with the most wholesome of intentions... And you go down a wormhole and you end up elsewhere. And you think, whilst I'm here, I'll quickly check A, yeah. B, C, D. That's what happens to me. I go mm. into the wormhole. Mm. So you'll ask me something. I look for it. And then you go, have you gone in a hole? And I have. I've totally fallen into a Something's come up, a text, um, an Instagram post, and I'm off. And I have never been l- less articulate. Mm. My memory is worse than it's ever been. Mm. And I truly, truly believe a major part of that is my phone. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I've been thinking about the times when my memory is better, when my vocab is easier to access, and it's always the times mm. when I don't have my phone. But you see, I do think... And it's because I'm constantly being disengaged from my brain. Yeah. It's, it's not active. It's very passive, mm. the phone. It's just everything's coming in. And I actually, because I've been really noticing what happens is that my brain is actually switching off. Mm. It's actually switching off. But, you know, it's very hard to kind of... It's very hard to carve these things up. It is numbing, but sticking to the relationship side of things. I think in a weird way, you have to almost... But I think that is sticking to... I think, for me, that is sticking to the relationship. Because what I'm saying is it switches my brain off, it numbs me, Mm. and it irritates me, like any other addiction. So I'm a bit... It's like if I I overeat, Mm. it numbs what I'm feeling, dulls down my senses... And makes me irritable because I didn't like myself that I overate. But I have the to phone say... phone is exactly the same for me. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, <coughs> we can have a real laugh. And, and I'm not going to be having a go at you. You, you, can, you can throw exactly the same accusations at me. But my point here is, I think between nine and five of a day, or eight and five, or seven and five, whatever your working day is, seven and six, you know, I mean, these are just normal working hours. I generally think... You know, it's easy to say, well, you're on your phone all day if you're... I am working on my phone most of the day or on my laptop. When I was in my first job, before I was a journalist and shooting and filming and all that, I was just sat in front of a computer screen all the time editing. That's what you did. The vast majority of jobs in this country are sedentary jobs in front of screens. Yeah. Now, okay, this isn't relationship stuff. That's normal. I see phone usage. They are such amazing pieces of kit for the consumption and execution of countless tasks we would have once yeah. done on a laptop. Yeah, yeah. I get that. So that's fine. That's fine. I think, I think as soon as you get into the social situation, so it's moments like, for example, a six-hour drive down to Cornwall, 
we would have, under other circumstances, without such smartphones, with such coverage and all of our social media and all that kind of stuff, we'd have had more conversations. Or we'd have, it's not even about having conversations, we'd have been more mindfully present with each other in the frustration of the drive. Whereas I, and I'm not saying this in a sort of poor me, but I'm just saying it's an observation. I feel far more like I'm on my own when I'm driving now long distances. You and your mum didn't stop I, talking. Then I ever used to, yeah, but I wish she'd shut up some of the yeah, time. Yeah, but I that's mean, you literally the, didn't no, stop talking. That's why I was out into my No, but that, if she wasn't in the car, there would have been great, there are still great swathes on longer journeys. You know the point I'm making, yeah, though. Yeah. The point I'm making is that on those longer journeys, maybe it's an hour's drive to somewhere else or an hour's drive to somewhere else, you know, we are on our phone, you, you are on your phone. And, and that's, yeah, absolutely right. You're seeing that as an opportunity to tap in and, and, and get stuff done. I see it as a kind of, oh, right, and I, it's one of the few occasions where, yeah, because I can't be on my phone, I'm prevented from being on my phone, I'd be all right if I was on my phone. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to talk. Yeah. But that in itself is a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I'd rather not be driving on my phone on a train yeah. too than actually talking to you. Yeah, is that annoying. true? Well, it's annoying. Yeah, it's not fair. I, do, you... I am actually usually very aware of it. I think, God, I really want to be doing this. I shouldn't really mark driving. He's tired. He's... So I'll put my phone down. But no, it's not about da, 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 da. But I do have to think of it. Yeah. And I think that is the problem. We are having to now, like every other fucking thing, how many points am I drinking a week? How much am I eating? How much am I exercising? Now we've got to think, am I being mindful enough in my relationship because of my phone? And yeah, we do. We do have to think like that because it will overwhelm you and it will take over your relationship and so it what, will numb you off. So you started this by admitting you're <coughs> Nadia Sawala and you're a, a smartphone addict. Where do you think the worst manifestations of your phone usage are? Where do you think? Where do you think, think made the worst inroads? I think sometimes when I, I, um, like it was really good going away and reading. I think sometimes when I'm restless with myself, I go to the phone, and it's those moments of restlessness. Like we, like we listened to this masterclass about phone addiction, and a lot of it was really interesting, and well, all of it was really interesting. And but he was talking about how boredom has become. Um, like the dirtiest thing that can happen. And mm. he was talking about um, this exercise he gave people where they had the choice to be bored or to be electrocuted. What was it? Something like 60% of people Teenagers will go and be electrocuted to be electrocuted rather than, rather than be bored. And, um, yeah, so like, so, like, all the things that I'm supposed to be doing, like, I'm supposed to be clearing my room or I'm supposed to be doing this or I'm supposed to be doing that or I'm supposed to be, like, today I'm supposed to be doing my column and all these things that I'm supposed to be doing, like any other addiction, I distract myself with scrolling through Instagram or, you know, or going back to my emails that I know there's nothing really that I need to deal with straight away. And it's a way of distracting from my agitation, my agitation in myself just like somebody might have a drink mm. or they're feeling... Ag- I mean, we don't drink here. I don't come in from work and drink. Most people do come in and have a couple of glasses mm. of wine. And I think what I do is I tap into the phone. But what I'm really determined to do and really determined to do is only use that phone for what is good for me. You know, and, it, 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 you know, I am having to... Since the first of January, with my New Year's resolutions, I love New Year's resolutions. I'm thinking about it every day. So because, because they talk a lot, they talked a lot on this on this um, this masterclass. He talked a lot about phone addiction, right? So if you, what was it he said about 
most people are never a walk away from their phone. So like, mm. and, that, and he said, that's a classic way to identify addiction. Mm. If you don't have to get up and walk mm. to whatever it is, um, then you're probably addicted. Now, you know, you guys listening now, just ask yourself, how often is your phone so far away well, from you that you I, have to get up and walk to it? I think and it, so I, think... I have been actively putting my phone somewhere else and it makes a bloody difference. It makes a difference. Well, I think... Otherwise, I think there's three people in the relationship. Yeah, well, no, there's not. There's four people. And I think it's an four, important distinction. No, and also... Up. So this is the problem, I think, for relationships, going back to that. Because, of course, there is... We can talk for hours about the problem of, of, of smartphone usage for the individual. And I think that's a really pertinent point about where they're placed the place of What I've noticed with your phone usage is that you're a drama junkie. You love... I don't mean gossip in a horrible sense, but you love a tail and you, you chat, you're very popular socially and all that kind of stuff. So the phone is a way of accessing that at the drop of a hat all the time. It's interesting, when I have my pangs of jealousy now, they're not around who you're on the phone to, they're just the fact that you're on the phone. And so there's a different kind of jealousy, it's not dark jealousy, but it's kind of like, bloody hell, you know, she's constantly on that phone talking to someone about something all the time. And that's just... Social life. So, you know, the phone is... That, that part of my life on the phone, I don't mind with. I'm totally no, happy with that. absolutely. Because we don't have the sort of house... Like, I always had the sort of house where people would pop in and I'd have people over... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's and what's I, happening on your phone. And we don't have that no, in this absolutely. house. So that part of the phone I would really protect, and I like yeah. that. But let me what just... I don't like is falling into Instagram holes. No, falling absolutely. Into but I'm talking about shopping. how this affects relationships. And so when... That, of course, that's an absolutely acceptable part of it. And I think it's interesting our phone becomes a reflection of our social situations. Because, of course, you'll often be on the phone and you'll be giggling and laughing insanely at something someone sent or something. And, of course, in a room where you're all kind of living together of an evening or you're in a social situation, it's quite natural to be like, what, what the hell's that or what's that? Without it being nosy, it's just like, ah! But at the same time, I would say that the phone brings in a lot of drama. So it could be work stuff, it could be news. News is something that we both wanted to kind of try and I'm push to the back of us. On my phone but I've also noticed that when you come off your phone, you're <coughs> infinitely more irascible because I think a guilt mode kicks in. Well, that's what I just said. Yeah, it's just guilt, like if you overeat, you lose yourself in a food, you lose yourself in mm. a phone, you lose yourself in alcohol, you lose yourself, and actually you're just losing yourself. Then you don't like yourself because yes. you've, you've spent all that time like, uh, uh, uh. like intently on your phone. And then, because for me, that's what happens with you with the technology, yeah. is you will be so intense yeah. on the computer, you know, you, you know that you, you're a workaholic as well, or on your phone, and then you, for me, what it feels like is like you rise up from it, and you look, and it's like, yeah. it's the first time you've looked at me, or at us, or whatever, in that night, and then you're like, it's like, right, what are you going to say to me? What are you going to mm. give me? And it's like, Jesus Christ, I need to adjust. We've been... Indifferent, all of us mm. have been in different postcodes, mm. and it's like we all come off our technology, and then it's like, right, engage with me now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the problem. And that's a challenge. That's that's why it doesn't work, and that's why one. It's really difficult to change it because it's a habit. But like they say, habits can be broken within three days of changing okay. behaviour. How are we going to break the habit of when I climb into bed and I wake up at about 3am in the morning, beneath my left buttock is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills blaring out into well, my arse? Well, no, I haven't You go read, to bed no, with your phone. No, 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 I, no. No, we're no, talking that about was how, in the past. Yeah, but we're talking about but, the part, recent past. No, but you just said to me, what are we going to do? Mm. But 
I will not be watching anything as I go to bed in, in, in bed, but, but that night was I couldn't sleep. So at three o'clock in the morning, mm. I was watching stuff. So sometimes that thing's gonna happen. Sometimes you're gonna watch a film in bed and I think that's fine. It's the regularity. Like if every night I'm watching a show, then that is mm. bad. It's bad, it's toxic for a relationship. Shouldn't be in the bedroom. It's bad for sleep, it's just bad. So I'm gonna get something else because why I have my phone in my room, which is very handy for the addict, is because I have to have my med- I have to have that noise on because uh, of my tinnitus. But actually, by taking the phone up, the stress comes up with you to the bedroom. So I'm not going to use my phone. I'm going to get myself an alarm clock and I'm going to use an Alexa or something for my meditation apps because I just don't. I don't want us to have a phone in the bedroom. So how would you characterise technology as? negatively impact is has technology killed our relationship let me finish no has technology come close to killing our relationship i think it's had a massively detrimental effect on our Mm. relationship i think it's really really cracked it um i think it's fixable but it does take rigor and it does take us both being able to say because everyone gets defensive when they're in it. When they're I know, I'm sensing you're a bit defensive Everyone now. gets defensive, yeah. don't they, when they're like, oh, yeah. my God, don't say that. Yeah. Or if, if if you were to say to me, oh, I thought you weren't going to, what, you know, I'd be like, yeah, well, I just want to... No, there's always a justification. But, that's, but even just in the instance just then where I used, you were very quick to slap me down with, it's not been recent, I've stopped doing that, and there's an occasion yeah. because I was sleepless. So I suddenly yeah. get a little bit... Actually, I was only... Men- I mean, genuinely... No, no, you're right. Only, no, because no, I, I witnessed that. And it, and and it's like, why did I do that? And it's because, because I suppose. I'm not sitting here saying I've got is, any answers because I know that my phone usage is as bad. So I'm, I think I, where that comes, where that came from, when I reacted like that, was because I'm really wanting to change and I'm not wanting to think of myself like that. But that is true because that's still your reality. Because yeah. this is only me changing. Well, and also it was attached January. to my buttock, and there was a very <laughs> irate American woman but screaming at me. I want to. <laughs> I want to think. Positive. I want to rethink the way I think and think I'm not somebody that goes to bed and watches stuff in bed. Do you th- so let, me, let me finish. But what my problem with you and the mm. phone and the bedroom and our relationship is, I passionately believe that your in- anxiety has quadrupled with that phone. Mm. And you have so many reasons why you have to have it stuck to your face. Like you wake up and before you say good morning to me, you check your phone and you're, and you, I, and I sometimes say, oh, what are you looking at? Oh, it's just, I've got to check the markets and I look and you're not, you're on emails, you're on mm. movie sites in America. You're saying, that's the first thing. And I remember ages ago watching something, this guy was saying, if you are looking at your phone before you say good morning to your partner, your, your relationship's going to be in real mm. trouble. And I remember laughing about it, but that's where we're at. I would say that you, aren't, when you're not working, you get up earlier than me to now use your phone outside of the room. Oh, no, that's not true. That's actually, <laughs> not, true. That's not, actually, that's actually not true. You've got was, a real problem with me just having a different body clock to you. No, I go to bed at 11, 12. You I'm go to bed at 3 in the morning. I'm being light-hearted. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, 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 think, I think, you know, how, do you... Th- what I was going to so ask... No, so, what do you think about that? I've just said I'm not going to watch... Programs in bed. What are you going to do? Yeah, about? but you just gave me you just gave me the mitigating circumstances of when you will. Because if I'm not sleeping well, there's occasions. I mean, you did it very slap, slap away, but you're like, oh, there will be occasions where I can. But I won't. I won't. If I can't sleep, I'll come downstairs and watch. No, something. I agree. I mean, I, I think I think you're my... absolutely right. I, I 
feel the anxiety button pushed in me at the point that I reach yeah. for my phone. Um, I, and I would like not to be reaching for my phone. Um, one way around that, and that's why I was being kind of joking when I said that, would be to get up much earlier so that one's kind of done, not one's physical ablutions in the bathroom, but one's spiritual self-care ablutions. Yeah. That if one has to be technologically engaged by 730 um, that one has spent an hour not being technologically engaged. That's what I would engaged. so love if you did that. Yeah, so I would agree that that is something I'm going to aim for this year. Um, I, do you, worry, I do worry, I do worry. If they take their phones to their bedroom, they will read. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And that, and that kicked in in Cornwall, that kicked in in Cornwall. Yeah. We had, as you subs probably know, we had a bit of a um, pause and, and that was nice. Do you think we're going to enter cold turkey? Because I, I, I mean, just in this conversation, it's got a little bit... Do you think we're going to get a bit cold turkey in this? Is there going to be moments where we need to pull each other up without fear that we're going to be slapped in the face? Well... I mean, you've said that to me too, because you've commented yeah. twice on me coming in last night, going straight to my computer to do stuff, which I would have said, it's work, it's work. But you were absolutely right to say, actually, it didn't need to happen last night. No, it didn't, yeah. I think we have got to both be... Um, Kinder. We've got to... I think we've got to be kinder to the other one if the other one is is trying to remind them because it's really easy to go, oh, you're trying to tell me yes. and you're just as bad. Yes. And we can both, we both fall foul of that. Yeah. And I think we've both got to just say, listen, we've just got to not do that. Yeah. Because I do think if we were to carry on the way that we had got, and we, it's good that we'd had, that we've had, they've been having this conversation over Christmas, I think we would have got in a really, really bad way. Mm. I, I, you hate the fact that you will come to bed late and there's a programme on in the bed and I get that. I think that's horrible, so I'm not going to do that. And I, it really worries me when you wake up and mm. the first thing you do is roll off your phone because I know that the anxiety in the room is ratcheting That's the first up. thing that's hitting me rather than yeah, perhaps a you workout don't, you or You never look at me and no. say good morning to me first. I you would, you're be, always up. You'll, you'll be your phone. You're but, always but already the up. Thing is, but that's another problem for I roll me over and I look at a... In fact, I roll over and look at the indentation an, of your phone. But to be honest, that's <laughs> another real big problem in our relationship with the technology is that technology keeps you up till one, two in the morning. I don't want to stay yeah. up that late. Yeah, and I wake up at seven and it's become like this... Jet, well, you're getting up at seven and it's become almost like something I've got to be ashamed of. I've got to say, mm. well, I had to get up because I was hungry or I had to get up because of this. Or I and I just want to be up early and mm. I want to be... I just want that time scale. And So I'm, you want me to go to bed earlier and I want you to get up later. So who should budge? Both of us? Well, I'm afraid to say that every bit of science and every doctor will tell you that the best way around is to get to bed at a decent time and get up early. There's no bit of give Not and take. Stay. Well, there is a bit. You know, at the weekend, I'm easy going, aren't I? But, you know, half six, seven is the time that I have to get up because okay. that's that's when I want to. But but that was never a problem before our phones. No. It was never a problem. No. It's really weird because I think you're always knackered because you're always working. You're never not working. Mm. So you get about four to five hours sleep and the rest of the time you're working. Do you not think that that would impact on a relationship a bit? Well, yeah, but I mean, in, in the same way that I know when... I mean, for example, I mean, a lot of the bickering in our relationship comes from us thinking the other one isn't listening. I'm being and being tired. I, and I would argue that most of the times we're not listening when we're being told stuff when we're on our phone. It happened just before this. I was dealing with something on the phone. You said something I misheard. I said it again. And then we both take that tone with each other, which was, no, as I said, 
Da, 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 da. And then as soon as we start to do that, or when I say to you, well, I have said that already, I'm mansplaining. When you say, as I said, you're doing that thing but that women like do. it's like this morning, I said to you, can I just talk to you about something? Because, and what that was, was like, um, like a signal, it's like, is it possible to speak to you without your phone? But you took it as, why does it have to be something you talk about? And then you were reading texts on your No, I got a text through from the, the very text. person we were talking no, about. No, no, but I'm just talking about, te- I'm not blaming you, I'm saying this is technology. So in yeah. this conversation, when I said to Mark, can I just sit and talk to you? Started with him on the phone, reading the phone, and he put the phone down, and he's literally looking at you like, this is where you're The text came But it was the perfect example of, and it could have just as easily been me. I'm not saying it was, it could have just as easily been me doing the same. But that's the problem. I think we can put our phones down and then some fucker can text us on a watch. You can meander more on your phone than me. I don't meander. I'm targeted in what I'm going to. You you can find yourself. Oh my God. You can find yourself grazing all over the place. You're like the alcoholic that goes, well, the thing is, you see, I am drinking champagne. Yeah, absolutely. All day and all night. I am. I am. Whereas you, you're on Jägermeister. No, you're not. You're on Stella. Hands of Stella. It's what, do you really think you're going to get away with that? No, well, I thought oh, I'd try. So I thought like I'd try. It's like when we have this conversation, uh-huh. Mark will go, yeah, but I mean, I'm researching and yeah. I'm looking into what novels I want to read and I'm and I'm, and I'm I'm looking around the yeah. world and I'm looking at international politics. Fuck it, you're on your fucking phone. And you're so looking you're at Kim Kardashian's You're escaping anus. your life. You're escaping... <laughs> You're escaping your life on your phone. Don't come to me as a connoisseur of no. technology addiction. You're not a connoisseur. Yeah, no, it's funny, actually, because I'm, I'm a real app snob. You know, when someone flashes their screen and you look at their app, you can tell a classy app. So I, I have all of the kind of like the news apps on the front. And then at the back, I have Star Wars games. Exactly. And you're saying to me, oh, I'm just looking. I'm, look, I'm so falling I'm on my sword. I'm just looking at the world. I'm admitting I'm a complete <laughs> hypocrite. I recognise that. Anyway, guys, tell us what you... Is technology... I would say that technology has nearly killed our relationship in two very different ways. It nearly killed it when I was... I. Uh, cross addicted to the phone as a tool Jealousy. of self sabotage, control, and all that shit. Um, and it and it would and I do think we are only let's not beat around the bush. We only had smartphones for ten years. We're talking about the smartphone generation, which sadly is really kiki and younger. But you know, we're just finding out what the implications of this is going to be for our children. We're only ten years into those relationships. There's a lot of relationships that weren't naturally at the end or over within ten years of the smartphone coming in. So we're only at the beginning, really, of knowing how smartphones are going to impact fully on relationships. Because I do think the way they will impact isn't about what you find and who you text and all that and finding out people are cheating. Though it does make it infinitely easier to cheat. I think it's going to be about how our moods and our emotions and the way we socialise with those closest to us shift, buckle, Mm. break and, and basically fall apart. And we will not blame the technology. We will be blaming each other. There's such That's a big difference danger. with friends of mine where we sit and we put our phone away. Yeah. And we sit and we don't look at our phones. Mm. And then other people that you sit with and you know they're going to be but on But be your honest, phone are you time. sitting there looking forward to secretly getting back on your phone later? No, too? no. Genuinely, oh, genuinely, oh, genuinely not. Mm. I, I, I love sitting with friends mm. and just not looking at the phone at all. I love it in being the in the cinema and I don't have my phone on. I get a little bit of excitement about what's, what I'm going to find. I mean, it out. is difficult because sometimes when we're on a date night or something and we're having a meal and we go, and we'll think about something, we go, oh, write that down or Google it or... But I think we've just got to say that we can't. I think mm. we've just got to leave them. 
in the bag. I mean, you know, we all use this excuse, but what if our kids want to get hold of us? Well, yeah, you know, know, really? I'd like to the, go... Is anything that urgent? And yeah. people, our parents used to go out for the evening with, without being contactable. True. True. just call the and, police. And these phones were supposed to give us less anxiety yeah. around our children. It's given us way more anxiety. So I would suggest that the next date that we go on, we go without our phone. Can I make a suggestion that's kind of embracing of technology? Can we start sexting again? Might be really annoying. Okay. Why did you have to say that at the end? Because you know we can't edit this stuff. Well, I don't know. I just You're thought... going to attract weirdos. Well, I just want to attract you. <gasps> I just want to attract you. Can I get send you... Get to bed earlier and get up early and get more sleep. That's the way to attract me. Crikey. It's easy. <laughs> Why haven't I done that before? <laughs>